Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. Welcome to another episode, and today I have a special guest. She's a talented actress. She's also a producer. Welcome to the show, Miss Stacy Toy. Hey, Stacy, how you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. So, um, we have a mutual friend who who, who set this up for us. Uh, Mr. Steve joined us. So, big shout out to Steve for yeah. for setting this up. Yep, he's my publicist. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Steve, Steve's the man, man. He's been he's been filling up my calendar, so he's going. Yeah. If he doesn't call me at least once a day, but he's definitely, he's definitely the man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Big shout out. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, once again, Steve. Thank you. So it, it was funny how, how, how this came about because he's like, oh, you're in Pennsylvania? I said, yeah. He says, oh, I have somebody in Pennsylvania. Hold on. Let me let me set this mm-hmm. up for you. And you're like 10 minutes away. You're like 10, 15 minutes away from me, really. I know. It's it's small world. I've been doing a lot of these, and it's all over the world, in Europe, and Canada, and the West Coast, East Coast, down South. And then it's like, oh, you're you're 15 minutes away. I'm like, of course I'll do your podcast. <laughs> so, um, all right, Stacey, I was reading that um, you actually studied a little bit in out in England. So, uh, tell me how that experience went for you. Um, England was great. Um, I grew up obviously here in the Poconos, so uh, on a farm, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, I mean, we didn't want for anything, but you know, we couldn't. I mean, I've never we weren't going to Disney World. I didn't see the ocean until I was like 16. You know, growing up on a farm, but So my father always taught me that, you know, I had to figure out other ways to kind of get the things that I wanted to do in life um, some other way. So because he couldn't write me a check, um, that meant like scholarships and other programs and getting involved in organizations that would pay for me to travel and do things with the organization. So um, I always wanted to go over to England because my family's from there. Um, I'm actually currently in the process of getting, trying to get my dual citizenship. I mean, with COVID, it's been crazy, but um, I, I've always wanted to go there because it's where my family's from. And I have a lot of family over there and we would, you know, communicate uh, through letters and all of that when I was growing up. Um, so Oxford's the number one school in the world. And I'm like, why not? Um, and I applied and I got in uh, through both the study abroad program at Elizabethtown College, where I was going to school down near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I also got into, and then once I was there and I passed the programs and stuff, after that, I ended up getting into other programs by myself and on my own. Um, So I stayed a little longer and, you know, I've worked with them even up since last year and we're still kind of talking um, because of COVID again, there was some documentary stuff and it's, it's been really cool that I get to go back and and still be a part of it. But also they um, went to be honored at uh, parliament for dinner last March, I guess it was, if not last March, the March before. So it was super cool being you know, on the inside, looking out at the Thames River, because I was always on the other side going, wow, that's such a huge building and big Ben's right there. And and it's the House of Lords. And, and here I am and they're serving me dinner. So it was so cool. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's I'm, I'm sure that's like, like a once in a lifetime 
um, experience. So yeah, that's that's awesome. So I also see you're very involved in um, a lot of uh, different organizations. I see I seen part of your docu- that little clip of um, like ten minutes long on the on the opiate opioid crisis and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me how you how did you get involved in that? Um, is it the music video you're talking about with the dancing yeah, one? I, I see, it's, on the, it's on the um IMB profile. IMDb. Oh yes. Minutes. Okay. Uh, somebody, someone. Yeah. Um, so originally my story is um <clears throat> while I was going to Oxford um and even in the years leading up to that. Uh, I was taking, while in Oxford, I was taking between 70 and 100 Vicodin a day. Um, I was on the Dean's list. Uh, and for years, because I had I had uh, very bad ovarian cysts and I was a cheerleader and I did ballet and all the dancing and gymnastics and stuff. And so I had a lower disc bulge and, and whatnot. So, but back then, back then, I know I'm so old. Um, there wasn't, it wasn't an issue yet, the opioid crisis. Um, so for, for years, it just, it was easy and easy to get pills. And I mean, come on, I'm going to the best school in the world. I'm Dean's list. I'm, I would never be at this and that. <laughs> so after I got home from Oxford, I hit my rock bottom, um, for sure. And I had everything basically pulled out from underneath me. And then I, I had to fight and get my life back, um, from being all the way at the top and then totally falling and hitting rock bottom, man. It's a long fall from the top. That's for sure. And it hurts. Uh, and nobody's there anymore. All of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, everyone's like, you're a failure. You're a drug addict. You know, it was terrible. Um, and I remember trying to commit suicide, dealing with depression, and I just, I couldn't die. And I was like, oh, not even God wants me. And I, you know, I, it was a terrible, terrible time, but I figured if I get through this, like I, I'm going to wait till I get up basically, you know? Um, so as time went on, I ended up getting married, having, we had children, then got married. I never did things in the right way ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then my husband was in the Navy. He uh, got out after his time and he was dealing with PTSD and depression and all that. And so on Veterans Day in 2011, he passed away from an accidental heroin overdose. Um, so I ended up finding out, you know, the person who shot him up because he wasn't a heroin addict. Um, he was just trying to get relief, you know, with, uh, with the whole situation. Um, and I found out that he, well, I knew who he was just from school. Uh, we weren't really friends, but um, I knew who he was through the halls and stuff. He was at that time shooting like 50 plus bags a day of heroin himself. He was in prison. He was, I mean, his life was a mess. So I reached out to him and I'm like, can I pick you up and take you to lunch? I want to talk to you. Um, so I picked him up at the halfway house and um, I took him to Cooper's actually down in Scranton. And uh, I basically said, listen, like I know what happened and here's my story. And, you know, um, if, if you become the husband to your wife and the father to your two kids that my husband can no longer be, then I'll forgive you and I'll help you. Um, and he's like, you know, dumbfounded. And he's like, you're the one person who's supposed to hate me. And you're the only person willing to help me. And I'm like, I know, but I've been there. So, um, you know, that was nine years ago and he, it was him, my husband and two other guys uh, and this guy was the worst of them all. And right now he's the only one that's alive uh, because the other ones all died of addiction. Um, he's sober and clean now for almost nine years at the end of this year. And I'm sober and clean now for what will be, well, from hard drugs and stuff. I've never had an issue with alcohol or, or that kind of stuff, but it, like pills, cocaine, all that uh, for 17 years at the, at the end of October. So 
my whole story and that whole thing, it, it's obviously near and dear to my heart because the opioid crisis became such a huge pandemic at the time. So <clears throat> just through mutual friends um, and especially my business partner, Mark Denenbaum, he is also, uh, I think, 10 years clean now from alcohol and cocaine. So like we're a bunch of broken people. So uh, this person who was on the board and um, of uh, this college that's in Scranton, um, Lackawanna College. She, her name is Marianne. She's, her name is Marianne Oliveri. Um, she lost her daughter to uh, an overdose uh, from opioids a couple years ago, um, not too long, but she wanted to do something, you know, in honor of her daughter that was different and, and could, could help people. Um, so she had this song, Somebody, Someone uh, by Daphne Willis and Daphne gave us permission to use it to do this project and bring awareness to the people who passed away and and lost their their battle with addiction um, and basically to tell you that you are somebody someone um, and that was the launch of her nonprofit now which is somebody someone which works in in the community and with you know the police and the ambulance and all of the people to basically help whether if people are having issues or there is an overdose and to have someone to talk to and have people to, you know, give you a, a place for uh, resources and whatnot. So I, I always like to make something good come from something bad. And so does a lot of other people. And so it's really great when you can kind of join forces and have the similar background and, you know, because then the passion's there and the push is there and then the right message gets out and you just try to do the best that you can. And it was, it was awesome. I loved incorporating the children and the dancers and basically not even having to speak and letting that be something different because it's also an impact on those kids. They hear all these stories and, and they're proud to, to be able to do something like that and to honor because some of these people that they're holding their pictures and whatnot, they, they knew themselves, they were part of their family or their friends. Um, and so for them, they, they were like, proud and and they even one of the little girls was like I'm never going to do drugs because I have to, I want to be proud of this and you know be able to help other people and it's like planting the seed essentially and and you never know what can grow from it and it's really cool to be able to inspire people from all walks of life I mean God only uses broken people and <laughs> I was I was definitely one of the worst too <laughs> no yeah no definitely I agree with you with when you say how God uses broken people because even everyone has a story and and it, it just goes to sh it just goes to show that people they, they're willing to still even even though they go through some tragedies and everything there's some strong people out there that just that just refuse to stay down and 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 I I, I commend you for everything you've been you did you've been for everything you've been through and and you just keeping keeping your your husband's um legacy alive by just doing what you're doing and and I'm sure he's very proud of of the accomplishments you're doing and and it's it's amazing now it, to me I I know how it is to I lost my wife in 2008 but to a car accident so I I I'm understand sorry. the grief part, I'm so sorry yeah, to the grief part of that so I, I understand how it is to to lose your spouse and so for me I, it was a year where I just I was just spiraling out of control with with drinking and 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 just I was just a, just a mess a hot mess and and I and I finally one day I just woke up and like you know I'm not I'm not making her proud and and I'm I'm tarnishing her le legacy by me just giving up and not not doing what I'm really supposed to be doing on this planet and and again like I said it's it's I know it's it was hard and I'm, and I could just I could just imagine pain and just to even speak to the guy and forgive him that that just shows you what kind of person you truly are and and it's amazing it, you truly are amazing well thank you i mean the thought the whole thing is is 
You have faith. And and honestly, I, I've always had faith, but that day, um, I was like, God, you better show up. You're like, you've got to show up. And if you don't, like, I, that's it. You know, we're done. Um, and not only did he show up, but he never left, to be honest. Um, and the thing is, is you can't have faith and fear at the same time. It doesn't work that way. But you can you could do something like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth just leaves the world with a bunch of toothless blind people in my opinion. Um, and anybody can say yeah. that. And I'm very sorry for your loss. I really am. Um, it, it's, it's something that you don't expect, especially like uh, the ages that you did. I don't know how old you were. I was 28 and my kids were six and four. Um, but yeah. I, it's like one of those things. And um, I just, I, my kids were more important and they were looking up at me and they're always focused on me. And so I needed to step it up and um, you know, it's a tough, tough thing, but I, again, God only gives you things that you can handle too. Uh, and, and who knows what can come from it. So I'd rather help people than sit home and be sad about it because I can't change it. Um, and obviously now I've seen both sides of the coin because I, and I had to learn I can't help it. You know, I can't save everybody and you got to want to have it yourself. Yeah, it's it's a strange, strange thing. You never know how strong you're going to be until things happen. But it's also funny how I've gone through all these things that should have totally like, you know, set me back. And instead they've launched me forward, you know? So, I mean, yeah. you, I'm really happy that we're having this conversation right now. It's crazy how um, life can, you can have so many similarities with somebody. You know what it is though? It's also with me. I, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I've been talking every, like almost every podcast I mentioned that I'm, I'm a true believer in the law of attraction and you attract people who are similar to you in, in thought and wavelength and, and all that. I've realized since I, I've been doing the podcast and I've been changing my attitude and I, and cause I, I've, Obviously, I found something that I'm passionate about and I'm having a mm -hmm. great time doing it and I'm meeting some great and amazing people and, and, and having great conversations like this. So that that's kind of like made, made my drive more to just want to truly put out so much positive content out there. I just want to mm -hmm. put stuff out there that, that that's going to help people. There's just so much negativity out there with all this political nonsense going on and, and all these and the pandemic going on. I just felt like once I started, I just wanted to start putting out nothing but positive content. Just wanted to put people with inspirational stories, people with, who are entrepreneurs who started from nowhere and, and just built and built themselves up. That way, if even one, if one of my listeners listeners hears, hears it and inspires them to, to better themselves. I, me personally, I feel like I'm doing some, I'm doing some part in this crazy world. And, and it just, it just makes me want to go harder every time I hear someone with an inspirational story. And then they just goes like, I'm like, damn, that if they went through this, I can go whatever little nonsense that I'm going through with at the situation at the time and and just keep going and just keep going and, and pick Agreed. myself up and just so yeah but see do you realize so that you're also the catalyst for a lot of this stuff too because the conversations wow. that you have for people we all plant the seeds even just between you and i in this conversation and then yeah. you and i go off and have other conversations and what we've talked about helps even to help better the other conversations with other people down the road. So all like always having the interactions with people, it's about perspective. Um, and again, planting seeds, uh, they, they take time to grow. So, but once you get them in there and you usually like, don't see it unless you keep talking to all these people, you know, and, and I, I, I'm not, yeah. you know, trying to preach like a Bible beater or whatever. I love Jesus, but I, say fuck a lot, <laughs> you know, but in second Corinthians, it says God chooses people to suffer. So they in turn can help others who suffer. So when people always have an issue, then I'm like, how do you explain me? <laughs> you know what I mean? But you need the example 
to show that it's possible. There's not a lot of people who can go through all that kind of stuff. Keep the positive attitude, continue to help people, not be spiteful and to succeed and, and to do whatever. Um, so you gotta be the example because it can be done. Like there's no directions. I don't even know what the hell is gonna be next for me because nobody ever did this stuff before. I'm, I'm just making my own way and I'm okay with that. Um, but I did the same thing. I worked at WNEP channel 16 for almost 11 years. I was the live news director and I did the good morning Pennsylvania's. And, um, I mean, I was all over the place. Um, and after my husband died and I helped the automation systems, I helped, I was picked, um, as one of three people from the head of corporate to basically troubleshoot, perfect, and, you know, take care of all the automation system. So it's perfect all across the United States. And I had done it over in Europe two years prior to that. So, um, it was like things are changing. So I, as a widow and with two children, um, quit my full-time job and gave myself a specific amount of time and said, I'm giving myself a shot because, you know, I lost my husband. I, I've done all this stuff and I have no problem going back. I don't care if master's degrees, all that kind of stuff. I, I waitress, I'll go and work in fast food. I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do to take care of my family. But I deserved to give myself one opportunity to just dive in. Because when you dive into the deep end, you can't stop when it's uncomfortable. And my children, you know, everything is at risk. I would regret it if I didn't do it. And I was okay with failing too, because no, no, and no was my name for a long time. First, middle, and last for years. Um, but here I am because I basically risked it all. You have no choice sometimes when you're in survival mode, but to believe in yourself because you're the only person who, who does. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's why I'm here is because I decided to take big risks and smart though. I didn't just be like, Oh, I'm just quitting my job one day. Like, it, you know, in the months leading up to it, I was getting a plan together, but even that plan didn't work out. You always end up right where you're supposed to be at the, you know? So I had a friend who hired me to do public relations for a film, a feature film. I've never worked in the film industry before. And, um, I just have a natural curiosity. I like to learn things and how they work. So I asked a lot of questions the first week on set. Um, and at the end of that week, um, uh, they ended up coming to me and asking me to be the production manager in charge of the entire set. And I'm like, you guys know, this is like, <laughs> first week here, like I've been in TV and news, which is totally different. And they're like, no, we think you can do it. So it's like opportunities come. I took it. I was like, if I fail, I tried, you know, and I don't know one way or another, but I'm here now because of, of that. And so it's, it's jumping at the chance people around, especially no offense to this area. And maybe it's a lot of small towns too, but, uh, small town mentalities. It's like, Oh, this is cool. Tell me when it happens again. It's like opportunities don't happen twice or, or, you know, and sometimes you got to make them. You've got to create your own. You don't wait for somebody to come and hand it to you. My dad told me nobody was going to come here in Wayne County, Pennsylvania to knock on my door, on our door looking for me. So I had to go out and get it. So my feature film, that, that first feature film I did, 100 Acres of Hell, that's now streaming on Amazon and Vudu and all the on demands and Google Play and all that. Um, I brought the entire production to my house because half that movie's filmed here on my property. So <laughs> make your own rules. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I I completely feel like with me, I have been wanting to do my podcast. I bought my equipment last year, like towards the beginning of April of last year. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't start it. And I would just fiddle around and mess around. And, and fear was a big part of it. 
because it, 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 I didn't, I didn't, basically, I didn't want to fail. That's basically what it was. I didn't, nobody does. I didn't want people to be like, oh, you know, yeah, like you suck, get off. You shouldn't be doing no podcast, get out of here. And, and I just, you know what, one day I just hit the record button and just started recording and recording. And, and here I am, just like, this is, I guess, what, episode like 29 now. And I started towards the end of April. Good so for I, you. I'm you just, should be proud of making, yourself. <clears throat> oh, no, I, 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 like recently I've just started checking my analytics and all that stuff. And last week was one of my best weeks ever and Yay! it just pushed yeah it just pushed me to i had set a goal for 1200 downloads for the year mm-hmm. me now i'm at over 850 something downloads so i'm like okay i'm 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 almost near my my goal i might surpass it sooner than 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 i thought so now i, I gotta go back to the drawing board and set up some new goals there you go but that's a good thing that's a that's the best problem to have <laughs> and good for you man good for yes. you <laughs> it, it's it, and I got to give Steve a lot of a lot of the credit because he's he's been throwing me some great people like you and, and last week I had Stevie Ray and yes the day before I had he's Bill cool. Foster on yeah and so I know just, those guys they're it's cool been great and and I, <laughs> I, it's been great because um it's like once I once I've changed how I was approaching it and, and not being afraid and just being open and just letting all that energy out in there I attracted Steve into my life. And it's just been, it's been a blessing and it's been great. And again, like I say, he's, he's keeping me busy. He's, he's got me talking to everyone. And he's, I need you to call this person and I'll call him or he'll three way us. And it's just, it's just great. Cause I'm meeting so many amazing people now. I was meeting amazing people before but now it's like i'm just they're just coming just like just falling from everywhere yep no it's great isn't it and and it's funny because steve and i have been friends for a few years and stuff but what really and and you can ask him this um his brother died from an overdose and so i was like the first person to call him and and it's like he was able to talk to me and whatnot because people while they're mad and and other people don't understand um i, I might not always have the right words but i want to listen and people at least want to talk or they at least want to here because I've gone through it by losing my husband and I've also been through it myself in person. So people actually like to hear it. But again, it's the perspective, like you said, changing your approach. And that's what I love talking to people about because planting the seed and talking about changing perspective and seeing different stuff. Because if you look at a problem and just keep looking at it like a problem, like it's not going to magically turn into a bunny rabbit, <laughs> you know, and hop away. Um, it just doesn't work like that. So it's, it. I'm a through it, not around it person, but I'm also, uh, I encourage thinking outside the box well you could just say fuck the box build a build a a red solo cup if you want build a triangle like i whatever you want to do if you want to be a tuna fish i'll support you to be the best damn tuna fish that you want to be because that's what life's about supporting each other helping each other um and i'll tell you what don't be afraid to fail because the only reason why I'm here is because I failed so many times. And when I talk and speak to people, I'm most proud of my failures because that's where you learn the most. And I'm only here. I learned how not to do it so many different ways that you learn how the best way to do it because you learned how not to do it. So it's like failure. I welcome it into my life because it's like, oh, that doesn't work. Okay, try again. I'm not even like sad or depressed. It, it doesn't hold you back. It just is like, okay, that's great. Now we're just one step closer to figuring out how to do it. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause um me with me like I my brother my brother passed probably like seven years ago from from opioid overdose and it, I'm it, sorry. and yeah and it, but it, it was it was it was crazy because i had just reunited with him i had not seen my brother i don't know 20 something years and then we reunited and then a, a few a few years later he passes away and it, it's 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 crazy it's crazy now that i'm talking to you and i'm really thinking about it it's like there's people like again 
who would have known we had so much in common? Who would know we would have gone through everything we've been through and have so much, so much, such a similar story? And again, it, it all goes to the way you're, the way you're thinking and the way you're, you're, you're putting out and and you're molding your, your future. And 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 again, it's like you're, I'm attracting the people that I want in my life and the mm-hmm. people that are going to help me go to the next level. And and it's it's awesome. It's great. They come when you're ready, <laughs> and you don't think you're ready, but they wouldn't be there if you weren't ready. <laughs> so remember that. <laughs> so just buckle your seatbelt yeah. and be like, it's Ooh, learning yeah. time. <laughs> just take your fuck it all and go. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. But no, it's, it's, I also, I also see, I also read that, um, you, you, you did, um, some charity work for, um, for the, um, relief in Haiti. And, um, I have a real good friend of mine. He's, his family's from Haiti. And when they got devastated by the earthquake, it was just, it was horrible. I just want, I want, I want you to just tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, I had been to Haiti a couple of times prior to that. Um, my husband and I, had gone there like on a cruise because Royal Caribbean owns like a section of Haiti uh, called Labadee. And we had gone to there a few times. We'd been to Port-au-Prince um, and him and I always wanted to come back and do something that had to do with like uh, children, um, uh, charity. If it could be Christian related, that was great, but it doesn't really matter. I don't care. We just like to help people. Um, so when he, after he passed away, um, all of this stuff kind of happened and and I was in, I had been doing my horror film. So I reached out to my cousin who is Academy Award winning producer, director, Robert May. Um, he won for Errol Morris's fog of war and he's done like kids for cash. And he, I mean, he's, he works with a lot of really big people. Um, but he was my mentor. Uh, and I asked him a lot of questions because he obviously knows the industry. I don't like, I never ask for handouts. I like to earn everything. Um, but he, he asked me on this one conversation when I was asking him about a different project, he's like, well, just by chance, you know, what do you think of Haiti? And I was like, Oh, I love it. I'm like, I've been there a few times. And he's like, really? So then he started telling me about how he was looking for, um, a small crew because there was only five, six of us. Um, and we were going to go down and, uh, do this short documentary to help raise money for open arms, Haiti, um, which is for orphans and kids who basically lost their family in the earthquake and all the other different tragedies. I mean, and just everyday life down there. So I'm like, yes, can I go? I, like, And he was like, oh yeah, well, well, come on down. You could produce with me. And then we have, you know, the two camera guys, the audio guy, um, and we'll be working with everybody. So it was the coolest thing ever because it was everything that I'd hoped for. I went back, obviously, um, and I was thrilled, even though I was by myself because I, I wanted to do this kind of stuff with my husband. He's always with you. Like he's always with me just as your wife is with you. Um, and it was, it was everything I wanted because these kids and uh, people down there, they had nothing, but they had everything. If, if you know what I mean? Um, like their outlook on life is they, you know, they have faith and, and they lost their family and whatever, but they stuck together as kids. And man, we didn't speak the same language, but we connected all of us. It was, it was fantastic. Um, and so once we put that all together and it came out at the national convention in Arizona in the fall of 2016, within like 20 minutes, they raised over $2 million. And in less than a year after we filmed that, they had everything, which was like a 14 acre, uh, facility that was securely guarded with, uh, self-sustaining agriculture and construction. And they, we built a school, we built homes, we, they, running water, they had food, they had internet, they had computers. So I still keep in touch with the translator um, and we get to see some of the kids and all of that stuff and see them as they grow. But 
even when Hurricane Matthew came through right after they built everything, it devastated everything around it, but not that. I think they said like two trees knocked down on the property, which was incredible because I was really concerned like, wow, we just built this whole place. But it, um, it's just it's just so cool to do that kind of stuff. I like giving a voice to people who wouldn't have otherwise have been heard. I like being in the middle and seeing and witnessing things for myself because I like to at least influence other people where I can. And other people were afraid to go down there. Other people, I mean, I'm not going to go to the Middle East and, and do anything stupid, but we had security in Haiti and I, I at least had been there before and I at least knew um, as long as you're safe and, and you take the precautions and whatnot, then we were going to be okay. So um, it was the best thing I ever did. And I can't wait to go back. Um, I'm hoping to go back and, and do another project and film with them uh, in the, in the next, you know, coming years or so just to kind of update people and just see how they're doing. I'm proud of those kids. I really am. I would actually like to um, help if, if, any, if I yeah, can. Yeah, of course. Like absolutely. Said, <laughs> is his family's from Haiti and, and they're real close to me and, they, and they're, they're some beautiful people. So if I would definitely love to be a part of anything you're going to do. And um, yeah, this def definitely just keep me posted. If anything you need help with, just hit me up. I'm, of I'm course. all in. Absolutely. And the other thing we built down there is a, a small like hotel, but it's for guests who come and want to experience place. There's a place to stay, uh, but not too far too, which I felt really bad about, but I'm glad about too. Uh, we stayed not too far from there and it's like a five-star resort on the ocean that's completely guarded with internet and running like clean water and flat screen TVs. And I felt so bad. I mean, the kids came and all we, like I brought them swimming and let them go in the pool and order food. They'd never been to a restaurant before. Not that like restaurants really were good. Um, they certainly don't have bathroom facilities. <laughs> that was a hard uh, thing. It, to... <laughs> it, it's, 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 um, it's a big difference. It's like when I, when I go, cause my, my, my fiance now, her family's from the Dominican Republic, which is the oh, other side of the richer the part. <laughs> well, somewhat, but not somewhat. Me going over there is like going to the Dominican Republic is like, oh, uh, it's when you when you notice the difference from being here in the States to going over there and them losing power for hours and, and not a lot of them have, not a lot of places having hot water in their house. And mm -hmm. so they have it, like three walls in most places. <laughs> Yeah, it's like what the things we take a um take advantage of here. They just it's like not not non-existent over there. And uh huh, I, Man, I, know, I, I, I know. I how had to go to the bathroom. Okay, now there's no McDonald's in third world countries that you could just pull into. So it was the lowest point of my life, I guess, was I'm literally on the side of the road. There's nothing covering me. It's a it's a hole that the construction workers use with colors of brown I didn't know existed on a color wheel. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just squatting over this hole, and this kid holding a goat with a shoelace stops right in front of me as I'm like, like a hole opened up in my bottom end. Like it was like, oh. and so everybody's walking around. I'm like this white girl sitting in the middle. All these people are watching me and I'm just like, I, what else am I going to do? Like and this kid is like standing right in front of me, like literally watching me. And I'm like trying to grab my phone. Like what's shoe in French Creole? Like get the hell out. There's no dignity. So I ate an entire box of Imodium and I didn't shit for two weeks, but I didn't care. It was worth it. <laughs> Those were the fun times. <laughs> it's for the kids, right? Of course, of course. So, all right. So, give her, let everybody know um your social media handles if you if you have any because I know some people nowadays don't don't have any. But let share yours so definitely so people can uh, reach out to you. Sure. Um, at Stacy S T A C E Y T O Y. Um, a lot of people forget my E. It's okay, but my cousins. 
with the same name get all of my stuff. And I usually don't get it for maybe two or three months later. So S-T-A-C-E-Y-T-O-Y on both Instagram. Um, on Facebook, I have a page under my name and I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, or you could follow our company, 258 Studios. And it's the website is the numbers 258studios.com. And on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, it's at, and then you spell out 258 Studios. And that's where we are. Awesome, great! I love it. Oh, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, any, I'm, whenever you got anything coming up, definitely hit me up if you want to come back on. I, I'd love to have you back on. This, this is awesome. Of and, course, um, if you want to grab a coffee when we're in town, you're only you're not too far. <laughs> oh, no, that, we can definitely meet up and, and go have some lunch or something. I, I'm down for that. that I, Perfect. I, I always I, definitely could do that and have have some lunch and just have a great some conversation. So I'm as long as your fiance is okay something. with that, you know, I'm not that kind of girl. It's strictly. Um, <laughs> She's realizing that I'm making a lot of contacts doing this now, and, and she's very supportive. And she's Good. got my bring back 100. Uh, bring her with you. If you oh, so yeah, she, nice I'll, to meet her. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Thank but you it, so much for having me on yeah. today. Oh no, the, the pleasure was all mine, man. This is this was great, man. And like I said, I, I'm just build, I'm just building up my brand and building up my podcast, and to have great people come on and and being able to, to have some great conversation because that's what it is. It's been some great conversation with everybody I've had on. It just goes to show you that if people really did sit down and and, and talk with each other, they would find out that they had more in common than they would than they, than it looks like. And it it was great to have you on, and we definitely gonna have some. We definitely have some lunch or something and hang out. But Woo-hoo! again, I. <laughs> It's great. This is just, I, I'm like, I'm enjoying this so much. It's not, it's not even like, it's not a job. It's, it's, this is something that I'm passionate and I'm having a good time and it's just helping me develop and grow. And I'm learning every day. Every day is, I learn, I learn a new, le- new lesson every day from doing this. We like, me and her, we're chatting on StreamYard, which we, so we can see each other, but I don't, I don't do a video. I don't do a video podcast, but if she can tell you that i have a big grin on my face from yeah. one side to the other because i'm it's, like i said i just i'm having so much fun doing this and just talking to people and just being able to open up and, and share my story and and listen to their story is it's, it's wonderful yeah and who knows that they collaborate right i bet you, you my resume or my bio fooled you <laughs> I always put all that stuff in there because everyone thinks it's like, oh, she's all accomplished. And then I'm on here telling you about how I shit on the side of the road on the third world country. So <laughs> I should just the same as you do. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're a regular person. And that's what that's what my show is about. It's just I have regular people that you can just have a discussion with and they'll tell you, they share their stories. And maybe who knows, maybe someone who's going through an opioid crisis hears this and, 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 it, and it, it helps them turn their life around. And, and every little thing that helps and just us putting out this message and, and sharing this conversation with the world i'm sure i'm sure it's going to touch a lot of lives i agree i agree. thank you once again stacy you have a great day it was it was a pleasure and an honor having you on the show and thank um, you so this, much this amazing so stay in touch stay in touch uh-huh. i mean we're, we're close <laughs> yeah we're neighbors so yeah definitely definitely get it again we're gonna chill and we'll call steve when we get together and harass him and <laughs> but, oh um, that's a definite it, it that's a, a definite <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. You, you. You're the best. Thank you. And once again, thank you for Stacy Toy for coming in and showing us nothing but love. So it's time for the big shout outs. Shout out to Poppy J from Talking Real 1000. Shout out to my wife, Fina. I love you, baby. Big shout out to Steve Joyner for showing me nothing but love. And big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you guys and be safe. And on that note, Wise is out. Peace out. Thanks for listening. 
Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.